1: Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast, as the Avs fall to the LA Kings, a score that's ultimately 4-1, to one, but does not really give a good description of the hockey game, I think. Uh, Avs played some hockey, they they gave it a valued effort for the most part, they just didn't have enough left in the tank for this one, unfortunately. Uh, Not to erase any of the issues, we'll talk about the problems they had in this game and and why they ultimately came up short. But let's start with the 60-second rundown, which I think I need about seven seconds for, for this hockey game. First period was a good back-to-back road period from Colorado. Super sludgy, not a whole lot of action, and they're able to get the first goal on the board off a nice pinch from Josh Manson. And then the rest of the game was just more sludge and more sludge and more sludge until the Avs were buried in their own sludge. Uh, Second period was still fairly even. I Didn't hate it from Colorado, even if they do give one goal back. And then the third period, the Avs just didn't have anything left in the tank. L.A. pushed. They put up some absurd amount of shots on goal and the Avs couldn't keep up anymore. And eventually, Georgiev cracked, despite a valiant effort in net to keep it close. And it all falls apart in the last six, seven minutes of the game, is what it is. Far from perfect from Colorado, but also, I just, uh, you look at the context of this game, and it's a tough one for the Avs. I, I think this is unfortunately not all that far from how you expected a game like this to play out. Am I right? Yeah. He just killed the signs. That's that. honestly, this whole show feels like
2: silence might be the the best response to this game. I I, I re- don't know. I really thought at the start, honestly, shot it's two posts. I'm like, okay, luck's on their side tonight. They played smart. They 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 didn't give up anything much, you know what I mean? Obviously maybe one or two good chances, which is very good World period even or better right they end up being up one nothing i didn't mind it at all i thought they played as good as the first period as you could have if they would have scored on their power play that would have been a big difference maker right up to nothing The uh, second period comes along and i just i just don't like uh it's funny how you have your legs until your legs are gone right you yeah. know what i mean it's very simple i just felt that I didn't like that play that that they tied the game on. I didn't like that you have full control in the offensive zone uh you know sure Mac you know it, it, you know he gets the puck i mean i I don't like that uh you know next thing you know're you're, you're a little bit of step behind back checking next thing you know it's one one then that's where your legs are starting to slip right you know what I mean and then somewhere, somehow in the third period, you knew there was going to be a big push, and it is what yep. it is. That's all you're talking about in the locker room. Hey, those guys are dead. Let's jump on them and, and give credit to the Kings. They did. You know what I mean? They did. And and um, we talked about in the pregame, you got to be able to fight through, schedule, you know. But this was a typical one. I mean, this was a tough one. I actually felt bad at flashbacks there. You know what I mean? Like, it, they're tough games to play. And, you know, they gave it all they had, uh, you know. It didn 't go their way in the third it went the king's way, and the Kings are a good team, so give them credit so let me ask you this: how much credit do the AVs
1: get for being competitive for fifty five
2: minutes of this game? Is that worth something to you, or are there no no moral victories here? no I mean no, I mean this is not a league to have moral victories, but somewhere you, you can't. <sighs> were they smart the whole way no and like i said i don't like that first goal like i just don't it's this is not smart uh but they gave the effort they gave they had nothing left in the time i mean it was so easy to see they just had nothing they couldn't handle the push coming at them and it was like the tide coming in and they couldn't stop it uh you would have needed a miracle to uh to, to have some happened where all of a sudden the game changes around and even at the end there you knew that pulling the goal like, <laughs> i was trying to be positive in the watch so line saying oh yeah there's still a chance you yeah, have no chance that I game mean, was over it the was second, over
1: the second la king's goal went in the net and that, that game was done over. i agree with you <laughs> i agree so you have something to add?
0: i think my criticism is they didn't capitalize enough of the game when they had the yep. most energy to give Spot and on. so they put themselves in a position they least could afford to find a way to win that game by leaving it to the third because mm-hmm. they had a competitive relatively evenly balanced first period where and i think the kings managed their lanes very well and made it hard for the Avs to get really dangerous but they started to find that more in the second period and i thought it was their strongest period yet but one lapse where It's a little bit lackadaisical, and not just from McKinnon getting the puck. poke checked away from him, but even Taves in how he manages his own lane back in his end, defending against that, because I thought Byram did everything that he needed to in that situation. It's one lapse that allows the Kings into that game in their strongest period for the Avs, and they don't capitalize when they have their legs most under them in the second because mm-hmm. i'm not expecting them to have a stronger third period and it's just tough that they allow their only penalty against in that third period when they least could afford it and so it's a criticism that i will be able to get over within 24 hours but that's what made it difficult is there were significant portions of this game the AVs could have won it
1: and the reality is there were opportunities there. Even after the game was 1-1, the Abs get a power play opportunity late in the second period, and it's straight-up dumpster tier, right into the garbage, an awful power play from Colorado's side. <laughs> and I, as you said, the third period
2: expectations were low, and you got more or less what you expected. In order to win that one, you, you would have needed a, a better game from 29, a better game from 96, a better game from 7, right? Yep. And you didn't get it. It made it very, very tough to get the W on that end. Simple.
1: I I, I want to take a couple of angles at this because the only goal of the game, the Avs score, 29 to 96, and then it's a great job by Josh Manson to to get in and finish the play. Mm -hmm. But you get a good play out of them for the one goal of the game. And at the same time, that's it. You get one quality play. You now have six straight periods of hockey where the Avs have not scored a goal from any of their forwards. What's it going to take to get more? Specifically out of Miko and McKinnon, but the entire forward core.
3: Break them up, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
3: I think, the, I think that their laziness begets more laziness. And right now there's no trust with us with a second line. The only other line that, that Bednar seems to have any trust in is the Colton coach, line, yep. which is great. That line should have plenty of trust. It's very good. It's very effective. Uh, but I would say break them up. Put them on different lines and force them force them to be as close to the best versions of themselves to pull it out of them. If they're not going to fix it themselves, then do you have to do what you have to as a coach. Uh, pull it out of them.
1: Yep.
3: You know, put, put Tatar next to McKinnon. Uh, and Nachushkin and, and put in next to Johansson and Duran. Tell them to go carry these dudes. Exactly. That's exactly it. Uh, and then the, the other part of that is that it would force a little bit more of the time on ice matching, you know, a little, a little bit more of a balance with time on ice. I don't think I haven't looked for sure, but I don't think it was as bad tonight as it was last night. But also you look at why was last night such a problem? Because you look, when the legs went tonight, they were gone, gone. There was yep. no getting them back. Yep. And part of that is that you played your top line 29 minutes last night. Yep. And you set – you. it's one of the few times Jared Bednar sets his whole team up for failure in this game. It's a scheduled loss already. It's a very difficult task. They actually – for two periods, this is totally admirable. Totally. This is a totally admirable thing. I, I, they don't finish enough. They don't capitalize on the chances that they do create. But in order to create more of them and try and have a sustain, break them up. Don't continue to let them be lazy next to each other and be like, he's going to do it. No, he's going to do it. And this little, like, ping pong of irresponsibility that continues between the two of them, just
1: knock it off. Break them up. I, I don't even have a problem with the third period of this game. The Fs tried their best. Yeah. Uh, the effort was there for the majority of the team, and there just wasn't enough left in the tank. Yeah. Uh, I, I really, like, I don't have an issue with the
3: game I have an issue with the habits. And when Eric says, I don't like the first goal, that's what he's, that's, that's exactly it. You don't like Val. gets beat to a spot by Quentin Byfield. Nathan McKinnon is more upset about what would have been a very cheap penalty call instead of worrying about back checking and that kind of body language. Those you're talking about habits, commitment to detail, not cheating the game. Your
1: top line cheated the Uh, hell out of it and they pay the price for it. And that's it. They don't ever get it back. Look, I'll I'll be the one to say it. That from Nathan McKinnon is unacceptable. Not it just is Mac- it a bad back check. It's so bad that you don't get back as the fourth guy in to cover the guy who ends up setting up the goal. It, and you need, you're from, mad.
3: You, be, you need
1: better from Valnachushka, too. It's not just no, Nathan absolutely. McKinnon. There are, no, no, no. You want better from Taves on that play, too. There are other problems there. But you're looking at Nathan McKinnon, especially on a night without Kale McCarr, on a night where you're on a back-to-back, your team is grinding this out, yeah, and you act like that, and it ends up costing your team, it's not a good look. Yeah, I mean, this
3: is the stuff that we have always tacitly accepted as part of the Nathan McKinnon experience. Yep. And when his role is somehow even more elevated on the team, uh, and... (laughs) You get a game like this, it just shines a big, bright light on habits that have been bad from him for years. And frankly, habits that Jared Bednar has always let him get away with. Yep. He has always just said, I'm going to let Nate be Nate for better or
1: worse. And on a night like
3: tonight, it was a little bit more for worse.
1: And and look, nine out of ten nights, he's going to get away with it, and it's going to be fine.
3: Yeah. He but... makes up for it with so much other stuff. But on a night that he doesn't, you call him out and you say, this isn't good enough. Yep. And, you know,
1: I fine I I want to widen this conversation a little bit on the couch side because obviously that play shines a light on a bad play from Nathan McKinnon but you're also seeing shift after shift after shift of Miko Rantanen seemingly unengaged seemingly struggling to do things that we've come to expect out of him Uh, let me ask you like this who's struggling more right now McKinnon or Rantanen How about this who do you want to see more out of going forward mckinnon or rantman
0: i've come to expect more from both obviously but the leadership component of rantanen that he grew into last year is why i come to expect even more sure and of course the physicality side of rantanen which is a strength of his game is something i expect to see then from him shift by shift being engaged because a lot of how goals happen tonight is losing battles and it's not specifically just Rantanen but it's important every line needs to have somebody who is committed to that and the more players committed to that side of the puck the better and that's where Rantanen can't really afford to be disengaged obviously the skill upside is important too there are some plays that only he can make and so that also needs to show up on a nightly basis but as it stands I want to say now it's zero goals in six games which is just quite unusual for a former 50 goal scorer
2: yep well here's what i'll say you're an elite player uh a world-class talent and that goes for both um they just haven't played that way forget about the stats right now for a second which can be deceiving a little bit i say it all the time you get the good ice you get all the power plays uh, god you're, you're gonna i mean you have to produce i mean it's it's just the Avs are a good team just kill McCarrs on the ice things happen you're gonna get points but I'll say I've grown accustomed to expect more out of those two and I think that's the standard here and that's the championship standard that's how you win cups that's how they won a cup two years ago top heavy so to speak and and when you're those guys you got to produce and that comes with the territory. I just feel that right now on a game like tonight we set in the pregame in order to win. You're going to need those guys to do what they do, which is magical at times. It just hasn't been there these last little while. I agree with AJ. Do you split them up? Why not? I agree with that. Wake them up a little bit. And, you know, and, and we complain about Thomas Tatar. We complain about uh, hey, Sam Gerard or, or Bob Byron or, you know, the way, you know, hasn't been enough. Well, to their standard, it exactly hasn't right. been enough. Yep. And that's not being critical of them. It's just being truthful. They're, and if they play, the Avs are probably have like, you know, three, four more wins in in the win column, you know what I mean? Do I think they're gonna come out of it? Absolutely. Is it normal to go through a stage like this? Absolutely. But on a night like tonight, when you are tired, when you are low on energy, I agree with Megan. Like, if you make something happen in the first and in the second, then you don't have to chase the game around in the third when you really have nothing. So, yeah, my answer is I've come to expect more out of those two. I don't feel that right now it's enough. And will they come out of it? Yes. But is it frustrated? Yes, it is at times because they're capable of more. They're elite, world-class players
0: to put it into perspective, Logan O'Connor put more shots on it than Nathan McKinnon tonight, and some of that is the matchups. They were pretty evenly matched tonight, and this is where, like, in the middle six particularly, you're looking at the second line, and third line has been consistent and good, but Mm -hmm. LA's third line is just so good. But anyways, seeing that, though, Nathan McKinnon has to make some better decisions there because I don't doubt Mm -hmm. that they are managing those lanes particularly well when Nathan McKinnon's on the ice, but... He has to do more and try more than to get shots through.
1: It's, I love that point, because with that second line, especially, you come into this season, there are a bunch of questions about Ryan Johansson. When he ghosts a game, you're not shocked by this. Same thing is true of Jonathan Druin. As we've found out this year, to some extent, same thing is true of Tomas Tatar. Even on that third line, Ross Colton is a middle six player because he will go on stretches where he's not finishing very well. And you look at McKinnon and Ranton and those are the guys you turn to. Those are the guys that say, look, we expect you to get it done when these players down the lineup are in a little bit of a slump or not doing the things that they do well. And they're just not doing enough. They're not getting it done right now.
2: Well, I, I, just to jump in and finish to my point there, forget about the schedule. Forget about the schedule. I use your line. You can only play the game that's right there, right? Yep. So if you look at that game, who's their s- superstar slash top line? It's Kopitar, Byfield, and Kempe. If you look at it, if you break down the game, they have two goals. McKinnon, Rantanen, no, they have the one, one. goal, right? Yeah. Which is the Manson goal. So they lost that battle Yep. of the first lines. They did. I mean, that's just... I mean, you're being honest. You want to break it down that way? They gave up. They scored two, where our top line scored one. Forget about the schedule. Forget about I'm not comparing. I know they have four game four days without a game, and these guys were on a three and four nights. It's tough. I'm not saying that. But if you look purely at the game tonight, it wasn't enough from those guys. Yep. Especially when you
3: get into that third period and it's obvious that the abs are it's like Georgiev, save us. <laughs> and it's like
1: that's where a superstar makes one play that changes the game. Exactly.
3: That's where it's like this is where Nathan McKinnon has to separate. Yep. This is where Miko Rantanen has to come up out of his what feels like a two week long slumber now.
2: Yeah.
3: And do something a little different. You know, Miko has made a handful of individual plays in games where you're like, Hi Miko. <laughs> but it's like a prairie dog just popping up and saying yeah. hello and then he's gone again. <laughs> Six more just, weeks of winter. Exactly. That's <laughs>
1: Groundhog. I yeah, know, I was but.
3: like, that's not a prayer. Anyway, <laughs> uh, like you need you need that dude to just be here. Yep. And and in a game like this third period, it's one one. You need somebody to do something. You need somebody to make a play. Who makes the play for L.A.? It's not Carl Grundstrom. <laughs> Who makes it? They're top dudes. Yeah, it's Adrian Kempe making a great last second decision. OK, I've drawn them out. I'm. Quentin Byfield's just standing by himself in front. Get him the puck. This is an easy one. This yep. is not, you know, that that's an easy finish. The same as it was an easy finish for Miko Rantin in first period and when he, he had it on the back he door. Yep. He he takes it, It's you could have timed his decision making with a sundial. <laughs> I mean, it just glaciers move faster than Miko's decision making. He's got the puck on his stick and allows the defender to get over there, and it's not even a shot on goal anymore. Yep, it should have been two nothing right there on that on his stick. Yep. And they don't make that play. LA's it, it takes LA stars a while to make the plays that they need to, but, but they, they make them. there. Yep. They make them, and uh, we can we can be all rah rah as we want about how close the abs came to getting to overtime and feeling like you got something out of it. It's fine. You can feel as good as you want about Alexander Georgiev, who was kick ass yeah, we'll, in this we'll game. We'll talk about him, but your stars just didn't do enough. Yep. You know, you can be mad about Ryan Johansson and whatever, but this is a this is a game that gets deci- decided. This game in particular is one that's decided by stars. That's mm-hmm. it. It's decided by your best players and Colorado's best players. Once again, we are having this conversation about them just ghosting the game. Yep. There's just not enough out of them. It's not
1: enough. A little too self-satisfied for me. Uh, the good news is I think we all have confidence that their best players will get back to being the best versions of themselves as this year goes on these guys are too accomplished and have been so good at such a high
3: level that you don't look at it in and and say oh god the abs are doomed you're just like sitting through this stretch sucks yeah it's not fun especially
2: when kale's not there right that makes it it even even worse and like you do
3: look at you do look at this, this game tonight and you're like the avalanche were five minutes from getting a point in which they are the schedule all the schedule elements to it. No nope, Kamikar. You, you have no Kamikar. You have no Sam Gerrard. You have no Arturi Lakinan I know that they don't have Victor Arvidsson. They haven't had Victor Arvidsson for very much in the last two years. It's not a big loss there. I mean, it's it's a big loss, but it's not like they're losing a guy that's a regular part that's of that lineup.
1: The, the, we also aren't mentioning the abs missing Gabe yeah, Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like some of these guys are just gone now.
3: So you know, like. You have that if you're realistic about that. It's, it's, we didn't really talk much about it last night, but like, yeah, they have lost the game in a shootout where Kyle McCarr didn't play in three, three v. Three. Yep. How different is that three v. Three if Kyle McCarr's in there? We have no idea. I, we don't know. Maybe mm. the exact same thing happens and Leo Carlson puts Ivan Prozvatov on the moon with that move.
1: For all we know, <laughs> Kyle Fine. McCarr could score it into his own net again, but. exactly, <laughs>
3: exactly, but you don't know. You feel like there's better, yeah. There is better. The abs have more to offer. The abs have better to offer. It sucks that those guys aren't available. You're trying to make hay, but that's life. Like you yep. can't go back and replay the game and be like, oh, when well, we have our preferred lineup, all right, when we've had our days off, like these, they'll see them again this year. Yep. They're, They're one and one so far this year on a on a season series, and when the abs were healthy, they took care of business. You know, when the Avs didn't have all the elements against them. And all that all that considered is a 1-1 game 14 yeah, minutes right. into the third period. This the they, were, they were very much this in close. this game. They were this close to making hay out of a really tough situation. Despite getting rolled in the third period.
1: Yep. Uh, look, sometimes these are the realities of a Sega Baba. Maybe the best way to deal with it is do the emotional hedge betting. All right? Mm-hmm. You can do that with the Circa Sports app. You can gamble with Circa here in Colorado. Now, obviously, you can go to Vegas and go to their unbelievable casino, too. But right here, right on your couch, you can get the Circa Sports app today at CircaSports.com. Go download it. Get in. Make your bets. Do whatever you want with it. Have some fun with it. Bet against the abs if you want the hedge. What? Oh, hey, it's it's him. Um, It was weird to see him on TV and then look over and see him sitting right there. (laughs) I'm everywhere. I'm you, everywhere. You can't be stopped. Uh, again, go over to circusports.com today to download the app. Uh, bets can only be made while specifically located in the state of Colorado. <laughs> okay. Must be 21 or older. All rights reserved. Circus Sports Colorado encourages you to gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-GAMBLER or visit ProblemGamblingColorado.org. And then when you win a little bit extra cash, go get yourself some snarfs. Absolutely delicious sandwiches from yes. Snarfs. DU also some tough hockey this week, but
0: <laughs> they split the series.
1: <laughs> That's good
0: enough for me. Better
1: than the Abs. They got to win at least. Uh, go get yourself some Snarfs down at DU or a couple yeah. of other locations uh, here in Colorado. Delicious sandwiches all the way around. Whatever you get from them. I'm um, next time you go. I'm just gonna say surprise me because all uh, of their sandwiches are so, so good. good. You can't you can't miss with Snarfs. Uh, get in with them go over to your local Snarfs location today, get your good sandwiches, and if you want to come to the Avalanche Takeover, December 9th, we're taking over Ball Arena, Party Bus, all that good stuff, and when you get your tickets with us, you get a $25 Snarfs gift card just for coming with us and watching abs hockey, so another great way to get some Snarfs. Uh, Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast, I do want to talk about some of the positives in this game. Number one, (laughs) Alexander Georgiev tried. He tried to keep the abs in this hockey game. Well, you look Man. at the three goals that go against him. Nothing you can do on any of those. Those. Three, goal go- those
3: three goals go in against every single goalie in the world 100% of the time.
2: Yep. Not me in street hockey, though. <laughs> I was sick. Still him. Certainly the first two.
1: Are entirely unstoppable. Well, in the way that goaltending is taught now, for the
3: third goal, every goalie def- plays it that exact I, way, and and they say if you're going to be
1: able to make that play coming out of the corner, I'll give it to you. It's yeah, I, I'm not faulting Georgiev at all on this one. I just want to make a joke about how Ivan Prozotov is six six and might just be tall enough that it just hits him anyway. I mean, he wouldn't have been there. Yeah. I know. I'm t- relax. I'm allowed to have a little <laughs> yeah, fun. Tonight. He's on the outside of the
2: post. <laughs>
0: yeah, he doesn't go. know where he's going.
3: <laughs> he probably hasn't seen the puck in 30 seconds. But uh, point
1: being, I <laughs> Megan. Uh, That's very funny. I
0: love Georgiev, You guys. No, we're oh yeah, we're I talking. Know. About, no, yeah. no, I know. Georgiev's I just want to redirect it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about something else. But it's funny because this will be another night where Georgiev's save percentage. It's not in the 800s but it ends up being like a 915 or something when it really deserves to be more like a 950 and if you're trying to take something forward out of this weekend I think you look at that and you say hey you're still getting a pretty good goalie performance here that's something that you're still trying to swing in the right direction got a great goalie performance you just need to support that guy a little bit yeah I mean
3: you're not going to win very many games in the NHL you score one goal yeah it's tough nope and the other the other part of it is you're not going to win very many games in the NHL when you just completely run out of gas in the third period and you're like hopefully our goalie plays well enough to get us to overtime i mean
1: Georgiev cool. makes what 15 consecutive saves in the third yeah, period something like is that, that like, man and some of them are banger saves too
3: yeah some great great save i mean the guy was awesome tonight he's yep. awesome tonight no doubt. There are some three-goal games this year against Georgiev where you're like, you don't love. Come on, man. <laughs> don't love this. Don't love that. What are you complaining about tonight? The guy ruled.
1: He was awesome. Yeah. I love that side of it. Josh Manson <clears throat> gets his first goal of the season. The Avs continue to find success with defensemen activating in the offensive zone. Weird. <laughs> Something new for them. <laughs> sure. New. New. How, I I guess I don't even know how to ask this because the reality is this has been something consistent for Colorado. It's something that they are able to fall back on as part of their game plan that works for them offensively. Can they continue to do this with players like Josh Manson, throwing a Sam Malinsky in on a night tonight, like tonight, Caleb Jones and Jack Johnson, when they're out a couple of defensemen Is this sustainable for them?
0: I'm conflicted because the usage for some of the defensemen, like Manson, I think his play has been on the rise. And I I think contributing from the back end has been important. Getting him on the score sheet was important, but he also has tough involvement on the second goal against, I believe it is. And similarly, Jones on, I want to say, the third goal against. He gets torched on the third goal. He gets danced by Trevor Moore, former DU pioneer. Mm (laughs) And <laughs> you should have you
3: heard her reaction when he scored. She just goes, Oh no, I'm so conflicted.
0: <laughs> it was sick, but it was very reason, good. That's, yeah. where, that's where it becomes complicated. And honestly, I think Manson, I believe in him more to be defensive responsibly throughout the course of the season. I don't have more concerns there, but that's where giving more trust to like the entirety of the decor is tough for me because players like Jones and Johnson are in tough territory. I thought yeah. Malinsky had a good night and it, it has introduced this new ar- argument of should they give the second power play unit more of a chance if the top unit's just not going to get done in the last couple of games. And I'm not saying throw Malinsky on PP2 and ride with that forever, but I do think they need to try some new things on the pl- power play generally just based on what I've seen in the last couple games.
1: Yeah. I, we've long been talking about Maybe you try buy him on PP one instead of Taves, things like that too. It's it's an interesting spot, especially with someone like Malinsky. Like you said, I think he was good tonight. There were also a couple of yep, he's a rookie moments along the way too. Not but flawless. None that okay.
0: costed him, so I pretend yeah. I do not see it. Puck never go in net, so
2: <laughs> it was early in the game, But he settled in nice after yeah. that. Made a couple plays earlier, like e, eh, you know. But then you know what. He found a way to overcome it, not get nervous, and I thought he thrived more and more as the game went on. That's that's my view.
0: He was trusted with a lot of ice yeah. time, yeah. too. I was comparing it to Justin Barron once upon a time, and it's just kind of unheard of to see a young rookie player, youngish rookie player, getting that much of a leash from Bednar, and I think it's encouraging that there's a good relationship between those two.
1: Yeah. I, and. You know, we don't know how long Kale's going to be out, so this could be a short stint. It could be a more extended stint. We'll just have to wait and see. But I, I agree. I don't know how much of this being a back-to-back and him being the fresh legs plays into him getting more time on ice tonight. Yeah. But
3: Some
0: of it. a good point.
1: But it's the start. But, you know, we Bednar is not afraid to take a look at a guy and say, you're getting six minutes tonight. And he did not do that with right? points. Yeah, he's been doing so. it to Tomas Tatar for weeks.
2: I don't know what to tell you there. He had the two-on-one chance, tuna. Two there. He missed it. I was like, oh, God. He Puts dope. it right in Talbot's
1: glove.
3: Yep. He Give dope. me a break with this.
2: Well, and
0: I was ready to say don't God. defer because you have the yeah. shot between these two. And yep. then he didn't defer. And I was like, well. Yeah.
3: yeah, he's got all assists and no goals. Maybe he should have passed.
1: <laughs> know who you are.
0: <laughs> no. no. <laughs> know who you are.
1: <laughs> uh, uh. He's a fish. A tuna fish, specifically. Yes. Uh and again, I, you know, it wasn't a perfect game, but you saw the Avs' commitment to trying to get this across the line all night. Yeah. Uh, the defense really, certainly before the third period, I thought was very good for the most part. Dude. They had great sticks. They were breaking up plays on the regular. So it's really, their team defense is really good. Yep. But the defensemen in
3: particular. <laughs> they were lights out earlier yeah. in this game. Yeah. I thought Bowen Byram ruled yep. in this game. Defensively, I was like, Get him, Bo, and I just I'm I'm starting to wonder more about the Bo. Is he ever going to be successful as a guy that plays 17 minutes, or is he a guy that you just you need the 22? Give, him, give yeah. him 21 every yeah. single night. If he's going, if he's not going, but he plays his way through games in such an interesting way. Got to amp up the generator a yeah, little but bit. I'm like yeah. I'm like you know what? Just throw him out there every third shift, no matter what. Just get him out there and let him play through his stuff. Because there. he had that, he had the not, it was an uneven game in yeah, Arizona. For sure. I thought it just got so much better from there. And now I'm like, great, now I'm back. Bo's back. Both sexuals are back. It's <laughs> great. Geez. Just let us, it's, we're just, we're going to ride. <laughs> yeah. It, for as long as Makar is out, Byram's role gets even you know. bigger. And If he's going to respond to bigger minutes, then maybe when Makar comes back, you say just keep running it. Yeah. Sorry, Devon, but Bokar <laughs> is is here.
0: Bokar.
1: <laughs> Bokar. It it is what it is. I, yeah, Devon, I feel like has been a bit up and down the last handful of games as well. Not that I'm not taking away from his quality plays. I think you've just seen a couple of execution struggles from him. The second goal tonight. Puck goes right through him again when he's the guy in that passing lane. And I, I'm i not saying that's an easy play to make. But he's the guy stuck in the middle there. Is room open? With Makar out, is Bo the number one? It's the point I'm getting at here. I
0: don't no. know. Goals have run no. through Taves now in two games when they need more from other people. I don't know.
1: Yeah, again, it's... <laughs> Probably a pretty nitpicky thing, but...
0: It, uh, no, you expect more from him, though. Big extension, veteran player. I think it's fair to have some criticisms then of Taves. When,
1: especially on a night where Makar is out of the lineup. Taves is the top of that list now. And again, I don't think he was bad. He played pretty good through the first two periods. He's just the guy standing there on that second yeah. goal. That's all. Uh, on that note, if you... I don't have any good one. Injured at work. Got in a car accident. Uh, If you're Gabe Landeskog. (laughs) Who got injured at work. He did get injured at work. It's true. It counts. Uh, If your team. He's just been on my mind a lot. Does not bail you out when you make 34 saves in a Sega Baba. Call Bacchus and Shanker at 222. two, 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 two today. You can also go to coloradolaw.net. Whatever the situation, if you were injured and you were not at fault, they'll give you a free consultation. If you have a case, you pay them nothing upfront. They don't get paid until you get paid and uh, they'll get you paid, hmm. almost certainly. They've won over a billion dollars for their clients here in Colorado. They've been doing it for over 25 years. They're very, very good at what they do. So call Bacchus and Shanker today at the two number, get with them, Bacchus and Shanker wins. And then, once you've uh, got the money in the back pocket from Bacchus and Shanker, you can get over and get yourself a brand new roof with Red Hawk Roofing. They're out at the bar today uh, giving away some awesome stuff. Uh, also, they're great for your roof. You don't even have to get a new roof. Red Hawk Roofing will give you a free inspection. You don't have to pay anything. They'll go up on your roof. They'll take pictures. They'll let you know what's going on up there, what might be wrong, what looks good, all of that. Don't have to pay anything for that. And then, if you want to get something fixed or you need something fixed, they got you covered for that, too. They're available 24-7. They also do emergency calls. So, if a leak happens to spring, they'll come out there quick and get whatever it is fixed up for you. They're awesome. The best roofing company here in Colorado. You got to go check them out. Redhawkroofing.com today before we really get into winter or the snow starts mm. piling up. If so. your roof is
3: springing leaks, like the Evs in the third period. <laughs> Oof. Ah. Oof. Got it, boy. Plus, that that,
2: that one for your job, Rudo.
1: If I get 20 <sighs> inches of snow, that's, that Please. would be about the equivalent of that third period, I back. think, <laughs> based on the the onslaught. Gosh, uh, that's a lot of snow. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche Podcast. I I think I've I've said my part. I don't really have that much of a problem with the third period. Abs ran out of gas. Okay, but Rudo, which two C are you trading for at the deadline? Uh, Which one's available? Uh, Elias Lindholm. Sure. What am I giving up? Sean Barron's. Sorry. Sorry. Whoa. (laughs) uh, No brainer. I'm not saying the first round pick don't need better forward depth scoring. I think that they do, but we kind of already talked about it. There are bigger fish to fry right now. You need more from your stars Before you're asking for more from your depth
0: So trade McKinnon <laughs>
1: it's Big brain Now we're going in Well I mean it's
3: worked so well divvying up Landis 7 million Imagine <laughs> divvying up 12 and a half For a bunch of other NHL players I bet you could be as good as Seattle was last year
0: Oh my gosh <laughs> uh,
1: Big picture
3: They're so good though
1: Road trip's disappointing, right? Yeah, you man. There's two no getting around it.
3: It's a bummer to come home. You have two points out of six. You, you certainly blow the Anaheim game. You blow the Anaheim game. There's yep. no way around that. It's a bummer. It's a disappointment and below the level of expectation that the Avalanche expects.
0: And Kill McCarr gets hurt. And that that's loses. bad over the team in a very dark way. It does. I'm still giving them the Arizona game that they might not have been feeling 100%, but I do not feel that is still an excuse. So, yeah. This is a, a bit of a tough end to it all.
1: <coughs> it's <coughs> It's funny cuz I say big picture. <coughs> and yeah, it's a bad road trip. Bigger picture, <coughs> they have points in 6 of their last 7 games. Exactly. That looks pretty <coughs> That looks pretty decent.
2: Good. Plus once they put it all together, Again, we're, 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 we're going hard on, especially me, on Rantanen. He's got six points in five no. games. I mean, me. That's a good month for a guy like me back then. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, but we're, we're putting it in perspective, right? And once they put it all together, once the goaltending's good, once the depth scoring's coming in, once everybody's healthy back then, once the top guys are going, then that, 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 that's a lethal team. It, it's a tough team to beat. So mm. I'm not worried about it. Um, but right now you you are gonna go through the dips of the schedule, like where you're under the weather a little bit, you're three and four, Sega Baba, your best player, arguably. Kill has been their best player, right? on a big I don't game. think it's even arguably yeah. this yeah. season he's been don't absolutely buy, uh, their prefer. best player, right, man. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I just don't wanna say I always say he is the best, so hey go. Um All of a sudden, he's not in a big game like tonight. So that's another hole. So you know what? It's one of those road trips. Turn the page. You get home. Yeah. You may get some home games coming up, right? A lot of home games. Yeah. I think five in a row. Yeah, and and you get teams that are banged up that are coming. They get get their revenge on Anaheim coming up. up.
0: Yeah, Yeah. you have Anaheim, Philadelphia,
3: and Calgary coming up in the next five.
0: Jets.
1: Jets too.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. So I'll talk about that
1: game.
2: Yes. Your favorite team, the Jets. <laughs> um, anyway, I'm just saying, once you put it all together, I'm not worried about it. Like, you know, it's, could you have liked a better outcome tonight? Yes. Could you have liked a better outcome in the last two games, or three games, whatever, this road trip? Yes. But it wasn't in the cards. They managed a couple games where they <whistles> scooped up a couple of points. Those matter at the end. Those and matter at the end.
3: If you go 4-1 on in this homestand... All is forgiven. I mean, you look uh, back on this breath breath. and you're like, well, it was a day. That day of hockey happened.
1: That's it. And I think part of this is the Avs have played well enough this season. That they can afford themselves a 2 out of 6 point stretch. Sure. This is not a, oh god, we needed every single one of those points. Yeah, in a 2 out of 6, remember when they lost 5 of 7 at one point this year? Like, one
3: point below 500. Getting 2 points out of 6 in a 3 game stretch is like if this is your problem you're living, pretty clean living here. It
2: will happen again.
3: Don't say that. I'm just telling you. Both of of you with your negativity over there. It's not
2: negativity, (laughs) it's
1: (laughs)
3: It's again. we're fighting
2: again. it will That's we're working. fighting
1: so what are our biggest takeaways just need more from the stars is that the key one
2: on a game like tonight for me the only uh, way you're winning is if they were doing elite things because you, you you got the goaltending right you did yeah. no, you totally, got the smart totally. team play in the Jeez, first half geez. of the game I think you needed a couple plays, special plays from special players, you didn't get those plays tonight. That's it.
0: This might be dramatic and deviate a little bit too much, but I think they need more down the middle generally. I think that Freddie Olafson and Ryan Johansson had tough t- nights in the face-off dot, and that's been true of Olufsen for a little bit now. And it controls the flow of the game, especially one that isn't disrupted so much by special teams in just giving them a competitive edge with possession, And I don't want to nitpick that too seriously, but I do, I do think that's an area where I'd like to see just a little bit more from everyone down the middle, generally speaking.
1: Freddie Olsson has a 34% face-off percentage. Uh, you're basically not a center at that point when it comes to face-offs. Not his fault, but also on the ice for another goal against. He, he was.
3: I was he thinking
0: had- about that. It was a lost...
3: Just changed, I think, for that third goal.
0: Not
1: directly on him, unlike the one in Anaheim. But yeah.
3: <laughs> Right. He had really nothing to do with it. And it's yeah. more just like bad luck. <laughs> but still. But, I mean, I, I and I think that you bring up Frederick Olsen in particular, and I think that's a spot that you really need to start saying. Ben Myers
1: is right there, he's, dude.
3: Well, you start saying, okay, 4C, you are halfway home to the trade deadline right now. Yeah. And... You're looking at that. That is one of the easiest spots to improve. True. And you're looking at Frederick Olfson, and you're saying you've got 25 games to prove why we, we, don't, spend, yeah. why we don't spend a fifth-round pick on, on, on somebody else. Why we don't go and trade for Jason Dickinson at the trade deadline to just take that job, Yep. to be that guy. And then when uh, postseason comes, you're still on the roster. We'll turn to you if you need you, but you've lost that job. He went from I need to prove it. It went really well for about ten games, and over the last ten ish roughly ten games, it is not gone as well, so that's a guy that I agree with megan that that that's a name that I'm looking at, and I'm saying you've got more to do here kind you, of just, a- you have more to do here because yeah.
0: I've seen better Absolutely. I, have, I have really liked his fit in those games that he performed well. And I think that he has the right work ethic for this team. So I'm not giving up on him entirely, but I know he's capable of better.
1: First 15 games of the season, he was exactly what you wanted. Uh, yep. Outside of the face off. And, and
0: as advertised. <laughs> Which we could live with because yeah. of the other things. Right.
3: You do like, for me, it's like a they're just comfortable losing draws to start every PK. Yeah. And it's like you're not even competitive with them. It's it's not. Yeah, we'll t- we'll live with sixty forty. We're we're talking like seventy plus here. Yeah, and Ross Colton not being able to fulfill that role has been a disappointment. You can't do it with Ryjo because every time he gets on the PK ice on the PK, lose it, yeah. he loses it. It he's on the ice, they get scored on. Everybody's mad. Yep. But definitely, you need more from a guy like Ryan Johansson. And one hundred percent. My my frustration is that I thought. Ryan Johansson actually was going a little bit over the first two games of the road trip. And not you tonight saw, at all. You saw yeah. better. And then tonight you're like, this is a bad Raijo game. And his bad games, nothing happens. He's just out there. The puck touches him for a couple of seconds. If that is gone again, he's just it's, it's the SS Raijo at its worst. Yep. Right? It's the ultimate passenger. Just floating
1: in international waters.
3: Yeah. <laughs> it is the ultimate passenger ship. There was better, and I don't think that he got opportunities on nights when he was playing a little bit better. I agree. Because Bednar's been a little too obsessed with that top line. Hmm. So a couple of things that lead into each other here. The Frederick Olofsson thing, though, is a big, like, and that's it's not just him. Cogliano, Kiviranta, those guys, that line, it has to be better. It,
1: it has to be better. It's a, Yeah. Fourth line has to be better. I'm with you on that. To come full circle on uh, kind of what you talked about the other night against Anaheim, your second line center has got to play more than nine minutes a night. And if that's Ross Colton, okay, fine. Make it Ross Colton and play him 13, 14, 15 at five on five minutes a night. (coughs) Because you can't, you just cannot play anyone 30 minutes a night. You're not human if you can survive that much hockey. Yeah. Chris Pronger retired a long time ago. (laughs) and he doesn't play center he's not even close to center played at center ice a lot yeah (laughs) Uh, that's really all I got for this one anything else you guys want to add? Keep it simple. All right. We'll get out of here quick because we got a whole other week of shows coming y'all's De- way. December just started.
3: I know Nikolai Kovalenko's is like a guy that we talk he's, about a lot. He's still months away. It's March, guys. Yeah. Like, it's the end of March. He's coming. So the trade deadline is past when Nikolai Kovalenko gets here. Wherever he fits, we don't even know if he's going to be in that lineup right away. We don't know what the Avalanche roster looks like when that happens. He's The only thing that we know is that he's coming. Yep. After that... We'll see.
1: Either way. When...
3: I've oh, used man. it like four times. <laughs> Nikolai Kovalenko.
1: Do you have a sunglasses guy emoji? No, I only it's picked a negative one. <laughs> I didn't mean to. Sorry, Shady Rays. No sunglasses guy emoji. But we are brought to you by Shady Rays. You can go get your sunglasses today at ShadyRays.com. Use code DNVR and you get 50% off when you order two pairs or more. The coolest part is... First 30 days, you break them, you lose them, you just don't like them. Hit up Shady Rays. They'll replace them entirely for free. So go check them out. Go give them a try. Over 250,000 people have given them a five-star review. Get with them at ShadyRays.com and use the DNVR code. That's all for this one. We will be back tomorrow for our first off-day show in ages. We had one last week. Oh, yeah, but I wasn't on it, right? (laughs) Is that what what it was?
3: I don't remember anymore, man.
1: I don't know. I can't.
3: I barely. Time is
1: a flat circle. I barely remember Friday. No kidding, dude. Everything's going by quick. But we'll be live tomorrow, probably talking around the league, a little bit of that action.
3: We have to talk Blackhawks. I listened to the CHGO show, and now I just want to talk Blackhawks.
1: Okay. We'll talk about Blackhawks, I'm sure. We'll talk about a whole bunch of stuff. We appreciate all y'all hanging out with us tonight. Uh, We will be back tomorrow, and we'll talk to you then.